You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself a Gun. A Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and and talk talk about about it. it. Very excited for all of you joining us at home or in your car or just like fucking chilling in a hot tub somewhere. Just Mm -hmm. reminding you Mm -hmm. um, to give us a bath with some candles and a pillow. Yeah, you're fucking just snorting some bath bombs, ready to eat some faces off. Fucking get those bath salts all up in your guts and get ready to have a good time. And while you're high on illicit substances, uh, please give us five stars and a review Mm. on uh, the Apple podcast store. And also, like Vince said, um, please tweet at people tell them go on pod yourself a gun i think that's a fun way of her- uh, i would like to have piggies at harass that seems to be like the best kind of podcast listener um you know the ones who like will just dox people and you're like man i can't even control these these piggies that's what i want out of control piggies what about you vince you want that yeah yeah i want piggies piggies on parade Biggie's wow, on- wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. It's a good ass song. Um, and uh, the iTunes reviews explode, shattering the. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't do the rest oh of man, if only you were good at it. Yeah, it would be great those, though. I leave the freestyles to you. Leave it to me. I you will say, say I got uh, I got offered an interview with Steve Sharippa, or I, I didn't technically get offered it. Someone else at Uprocks got uh, the email and they like forwarded it to me, and I was like, I yeah, don't, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to interview Steve Sharippa. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It was absolutely like you'd get in trouble immediately. Uh, right. I think because here's the thing. I think he might take it. I, I am convinced he knows about this podcast and he's mad about it. Um, you think? I feel like it's probably him that doesn't. I feel like he I feel like he doesn't care. And it's like some sort of some sort of go between thinks we're feuding and has like invented that. I think he's because I think I'm blocked by him. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't checked. 
That would be hilarious that if we were blocked by them for the crime of starting their podcast idea before they did. Before like, they did. Like, I don't begrudge them. Like, they're guys from The Sopranos. They want to start. Like, go for it. But, like, you know that we started this first, right? Like, it's not like we stole yeah. your idea. Yeah. And, and I mean, here's the thing. We're the only Sopranos podcast, so I could see how you'd be mad having never started one. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. five stars review, all these calls to action. Follow us, literally follow us on all of the social media platforms. We want to bump those numbers. We want to have a million fucking followers on Twitter mm. for pot at pod yourself oh, a gun. Fuck at, me. Hold on. What? You didn't my, record, my, did you? My book didn't hit. Why the fuck didn't it start recording? What the fuck? <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. Sorry. Fucking internet. Yeah, it works. Anyways, wow, Vince, your voice sounds so much better now. That's weird. Yeah, weird. When once I actually press record, uh, <laughs> it's no, I pressed record. It was my equipment malfunctioning over here. Yeah, well, keep checking, keep an eye on that equipment the whole time. It'll be a, a good way to, you know, make sure you're plenty distracted while we do our podcast. Hey, won't That's you keep I... an eye on my equipment over here? Hey, <laughs> hey won't <laughs> you have sex with your mother? <laughs> All right, that's enough of the intro. Uh, today, we have a very special guest to talk about Season 5, Episode 4, All Happy Families. Uh, this is a, a, a great man, uh, a strong man. <laughs> he is an animator. He is a director. He has directed uh, the new DuckTales uh and he is just a, a a a great human being all around ladies and gentlemen tanner johnson is here with us oof madon <laughs> i'm happy you're here dude i'm i'm stoked uh i you know this is the first time i've ever i think interacted with anyone who is in the ducktales uh universe mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I, I i appreciate you being here now usually i ask all of our guests if they like the Sopranos. Yeah. But I think I'm going to start off with you asking, do you like DuckTales? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. It, it's really, it was really handy uh, liking the show that I was working on. Uh, yeah, that helps a lot. Who would you lot. say is the Tony Soprano of the DuckTales universe? I guess I'll go with Glomgold. Glomgold, he's like the, he, he you know, he's, he's good which, man. Which one is him? <laughs> he's uh, the short squat villain guy. Oh, okay. Okay. The, okay. Who, who fakes being Scottish. So I don't know, man. Scrooge, Scrooge, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. So I'm trying to remember Ducktales. I remember there's, uh, there's like there's Scrooge McDuck, and then there's Dewey, Louie, and Dewey. H- uh, Huey, Huey. Oh, Huey, that but makes more I, sense. Yes, right. They uh, maybe they thought about using that, but uh, yeah, they-, <laughs> they, they they didn't go with it. Yeah, they were like, we don't want to do tropes. You well, know, it was a rich. Disney property, and uh, Walt was like, no, well, nobody's watching <laughs> <Yeah>. that show. <laughs> Oh, that show's over, right? Uh, yeah, we 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 wrapped up. It's all guys, on uh, Disney Plus. So yeah, check it out, out on Disney Plus. I just want to make sure that you know we don't get you canceled. You know, get me it's fired. Just, yeah, yeah, get me fired. yeah, fired more so yeah. than canceled. Um, yeah. but yeah. So, um, would you say that like you're more of a Ducktales fan or more of a Sopranos fan? Oof. Um, it's tough because like Ducktales, uh, I like Ducktales from when I was five. <laughs> and I liked Sopranos from when I was 15. So yeah. this is like very different Tanner Johnsons. Uh, yeah, those are one. two different guys. Right. And so it's just like, as a kid, love DuckTales, probably with equal fervor that 15-year-old mm-hmm. 15 15 year to current day uh, Tanner Johnson loves the Sopranos. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, what about Tailspin? You into that? 
Oh, I I co-wrote a Tailspin episode for oh. uh, DuckTales. So oh, hell yeah, like, we we were kind of working on uh, a backdoor pilot, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know I I co-wrote it with Colleen Evanson, and it was I thought it was pretty good, <laughs> and it made it. You guys did an episode. <laughs> we, we made it. I directed it. That's uh, that rules. It was, it was You're good. You're a writer you're the first writer director that we've had on hey, uh, on this podcast. Director. So uh, yeah, but let's talk about the Sopranos. So let's did you did you first watch it uh when it came out? Yeah. Uh like from the pilot, me and my dad watched it. Uh Oh, it was a family every, event. Yeah, me and my dad. It's just a father and son uh watching mobsters watching titties. It was funny cuz I remember when the wire when they were uh advertising like the wire coming out. Yeah, and I was like, "Nice try, HBO. I'm here for The Sopranos, and that's it." Yeah, no. you think The Wire? I mean, The Wire to me is like the greatest TV show ever made. But do you think that right. it initially, it, it was infamously like unpopular in its uh, uh, initial run? Do you think it was yeah. not enough titties? I 100 percent think that's what it was. To teenage me, I was just like, who mostly watched cable for access to titties? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yes, it was. It was just like, oh, okay. There's none of that in this. The show is also incredibly dense in terms of like plot uh, to to a degree that it's like it's hard to penetrate it. You know, yeah. like like uh, stop <laughs> laughing. I'm not talking about fucking a show, Vince. <laughs> sure, You're a child. Sure. No, it's hard to you know get all up in them guts and you know fucking like really follow the show so uh, there's something about like the sopranos especially at a younger age where like it's accessible in every single every hole is fuckable so (laughs) 100 yeah 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 Uh, so yeah yeah even now like watching through the hindsight of like breaking bad mad men the wire other like prestige cable dramas you go back and watch the sopranos and it's kind of like oh this is old tv like this is kind of I, i don't know even though it was the first yeah, it's still very kind of accessible, and that pilot's great. You know? It's just it's a fantastic pilot. It's a great yeah. show, and that's why we started the world's only Sopranos podcast, so yeah. we could enter through every hole and just try to see what this show is about. And we cannot start this podcast without first asking Vince if your recorder's still running. Yep. Okay, and then second, playing the theme song. Pod. Pod. Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. Woo! Every fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was doing a little Ducktales at the yeah. end. You, you got it. Tanner I got, got it. it. I picked it up. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I uh, do sing. I do sing the pods when I watch uh, the Sopranos. By the way. Oh, nice. See, I I like that we've incepted people. Um. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Today we are talking about from season five, episode four of The Sopranos, All Happy Families which premiered on March 28th, 2004. Vince, break us off a little piece of that synopsis. 
Oh, I sure can do that. Uh, that's right. Uh, synopsis, all happy families. Feech makes a pain of himself by trying to return to his past glory. Carmella mm. tries to work with Anthony's teacher to rein in their out-of-control son. Yep. Those I mean, that's not even s- true, right? Like, yeah. it's, like mm. it's his counselor. He's not a teacher. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, these guys, I feel like they don't put as much work into the synopses as we do. That's Phoning that's, it in. Yeah. They could, they could improve the rhyming structure. I, 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 Honestly, where are the rhymes, bro? Um, so, Vince, what was happening at the time that this episode came out? That's right, Matt. I think what you're trying to say is that <laughs> we cannot evaluate art truly without acknowledging uh, the cultural context in which it was released. And yes. the context of this one, it was March 28th, 2004. Uh, uh-huh. And we're going to take you all the way back there in the Remember When machine. What? What? Remember when is the lowest form of conversation. We haven't actually covered the episode where he says that yet, have we? No, that's no. not until season six. Season six. Well, so much it's the look- episode that I'm on in my current watch through. It's funny. Nice. So much nice. to look forward to. Um, yeah. That's right. Going all the way back to March 28th, 2004. Um, this one is from the post. Obviously, uh, we've captured Saddam Hussein by this point. Um, and we yeah. now have got him, got him, got him, we got his ass. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got him, <laughs> but you know, it was, was it Bush? Wait, yeah. yeah 2004. Yeah, it was Bush. <laughs> it yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> I can't do, I don't know how to do him. I like the Beavis and Butthead George Bush thing you do. <laughs> We got him. <laughs> it, it works. Oh, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, we got him. <laughs> uh, this one is from uh, The Post. Clearly no bias involved uh, in this story. There's never been bias. Saddam hires... Yeah. Never. Saddam hires lawyer. Devil's advocate. Filthy Frenchman reps Nazis, comma, terrorists. <laughs> I love it. The Post is literally just every fucking... It's the id of every Guido... Who's ever existed? Yeah. Yeah. Some filthy fucking Frenchman hates fucking freedom. That's who. That's the only lawyer he could get the gabagool. Like, that is fucking <laughs> incredible. A cigar-chomping French attorney who has represented a rogues gallery of Nazis, serial killers, and genocidal dictators mm-hmm. said yesterday he's taking on a new client for the trial of the century, Saddam Hussein. Oh yep. yeah, that was it's it sure ended up being the trial of the trial century. Of the century. Yeah, we all remember the fair to- trial that he got <laughs> in a courtroom where he was just like, I may just be a southern French lawyer. But I Mopping believe that Exactly. I believe every man deserves a right to hear themselves fight in court. Uh, that's I don't know what I'm doing. <clears throat> to be fair, probably a pretty easy gig. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're not going to lose. Uh, Jacques Verger, 79, told reporters he got a letter from one of Saddam's nephews telling him he had been chosen to represent the deposed Iraqi dictator. He made clear he intends to try to turn the tables on his client's accusers by trying to put U.S. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld on the stand. Uh, put the system on trial. That's right. Yeah. R.I.P. This whole system's out of order. <laughs> Uh, U.S. officials say they will bring Saddam to justice for alleged crimes against the Iraqi people, but the time and date of the trial have not yet been determined. 
Uh, I, if I have I'm, to choose between defending the wolf or the dog, I choose the wolf, especially when he is bleeding, said the controversial Verger, who has been nicknamed the devil's advocate. God, I, I mean, here's my thing about all this. Uh, I don't remember an actual trial. No, I don't remember no. what, what is this something that happened in the Hague? It definitely wasn't. I because it was in I a basement all, somewhere wasn't it? Yeah, I remember the hole and I remember burial at sea, and that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, I don't remember anything in between that. I remember the burial at sea, or is that that was the, Bin Laden for sure? The Bin Laden was buried at sea. Uh, they could have done the same with uh, uh, Saddam, but I, all I remember from Saddam was him walking up the gallows and just being like, "This is fucking bullshit." <laughs> this is what are you bull- gonna say though? What else yeah, are you gonna right. say? That's I mean, what I'd say. yeah, I was, uh, you know, to be fair, he's not wrong. It was bullshit. <laughs> I mean, you know, not to say that he wasn't like a, a fucking genocidal killer, gasser of the Kurds and whatnot, and a fucking, you know, total piece of shit. But it's just like, no, that was, I don't remember a fair trial. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I don't Maybe remember it. it. Not for yeah. nothing. Not for rolling. nothing, not but. Seemed pretty unfair to me. Um, this is a Not nice. Uh, this is a nice little uh, human interest piece. Slice of the times. Uh, oh yeah. Ideas. This is from New York Times. Ideas and trends. Dressing up. The power of adult clothes in a youth obsessed culture. Mm-hmm. If you've played anthropologist in the parking lot of any upmarket suburban shopping mall, you will surely see just how effectively the cosmopolitan mother has shielded herself against any allegations of matronliness. Well into her 30s or 40s, such wow, so old. Uh, such wow. a woman is typically wearing yoga pants, low-ride jeans, or perhaps a pink terry cloth tracksuit with a t-shirt, her hair gathered up in a ponytail. For many years now, the modern mother's mandate seems to have been to look like a high school junior heading to key club. I'm the, sorry, but like, first of all, uh, if you've played anthropologist in the parking lot of any upmarket suburban shopping mall, what is that? As one mean does. If, are you a creep? Are you a creep? <laughs> are you a fucking creep? Just like, yeah. look at all these are mature a- <laughs> moms. Are you a mall creeper who's been yeah. put off by how young all the moms are dressing? Yeah. <laughs> Roy Moore. Come- I was doing a cultural study. Come I on. was doing cultural. I just right. saying a lot of stretchy pants. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. I miss the St. John power suits. Yeah, <laughs> well, you guys all look like you're headed to Key Club, you know. Shout out to the Rotarians, no disrespect. <laughs> I would take a hundred cool mom slice of life articles over one more. How did this millennial buy a house? That's a very, <laughs> I cannot stand. If I see that one more time, I'm, I'm going to shoot myself. But the I'm answer is because they had the coolest mom. That's how. That's always the answer. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> that's right. always that's like the new wow. cool mom. Oh, the, yeah, the new cool it's just mom. the extension of the genre. Exactly. Yeah, it's just yeah. The, the sugar mama who pays for your house, which, fine, you know, yeah. have fun. Uh, top movies in the country, same as last week. We got Shrek 2, Troy, Van Helsing, and Mean Girls. All uh, good. Same pop song, Burn by Usher, and uh, top rock song, uh, Figured You Out by Nickelback, which... Mm. Man. Yep. Yeah, I remember those movies. I don't remember any of those songs. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. figured you out, but I, you know, again, I feel like I could guess how that went. You know, it was like Troy slaps. I like that. Figured you out. Never no, doubt. No, doubt. You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, well, uh, that's 
So that's what was happening. That was the remember when machine. Those are the things that were happening in America. So now let's get into the episode. Um, like Vince said, mm. the synopsis, you know, Feach making a pain of himself, returning to past glory, Carmela and the teacher who's not really a teacher. It's just like it's boring, which is why every week. I um, like to give my own synopsis about this very special episode in which um, in which AJ desperately wants his mother to allow him to go see a new metal concert. Yeah, just which, let me go see Mudvayne, Mom. Damn. Yeah. Damn, Mom, just let me see Mudvayne. Fuck. They had Mudvayne's the great. coolest costumes. They were like, what if what if Slipknot, but Mom is a makeup artist? Exactly. What Juggalo oh, Slipknot. I yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like you said, they had cool costumes. I don't think they had the coolest. I think you were right when you said Slipknot. But that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I have my own Bada B stories for you right now. Uh, is this going to be in drop D tuning, I hope? Of course it will, Vince. Did you, did you bring out your seven string guitar for this? Oh, you have no idea. With an extra, like a triple D tune, like Dude, triple D's? There's so, it's all D's. Every string is a D. Guy Fieri tuning. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Donkey sauce guitar. All right. Yeah. I push my charpy over my eyes. It's the bottle Sorry for AJ. But the super blue stuck on AJ's. Tony good Are we good yeah that's oh it oh my gosh was that much no that's slipknot duality yeah. um like i said in the song uh it's not mudvayne but it's not mudvayne yeah it's a better song um and uh you know i feel like i've i've shit on mudvayne i think this entire season maybe multiple seasons <laughs> um mm -hmm. and i actually forgot that um he actually goes to a mudvayne concert i don't know what it was yeah. about like yeah. AJ, where I asked you to go to the Mudvayne concert, you said you <laughs> never said heard of them. 
How cool is that? Uh, yeah, but no, I mean, I, I, for some reason, maybe he had like a poster or something like in a previous season in a scene or, or something, but for, I always kind of like knew AJ was a mud vein guy. Mm. And, um, yeah, this episode, we finally get to see that, uh, kind of come to fruition. You so, got a slipknot windbreaker. You're listening to mud vein. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the slipknot is like the default. Yeah. I like metal. I like yeah. new metal. Um, but Mudvayne is that's a that's because it, 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 it mixes the juggalo form with the new metal form in a way that um, people thought couldn't be done. I feel like and, growing up with a certain amount of money makes it almost inevitable that you're going to be like a fashion victim because yes. like the thing that stops people like me from being like AJ is that I can't my parents immediately can't. Afford or, merch, know, they, or they just wouldn't. Stuff. They wouldn't like immediately go out and buy me whatever merch that I wanted on whatever right. stupid at the, at whim. The Miller's outpost. Yeah, right. I'd have it, to like think about whatever dumb thing I liked a little bit more. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, you'd really have to make the decision. Like, okay, because this is a one-time thing. It was like the one time my my parents bought me expensive basketball shoes. They did it once, and <laughs> uh, they were the Jason kids. It was like 1994, and. Uh, and they told me, they're like, these are the last shoes you're ever going to own. So enjoy them. And right. uh, yeah, you know, I, I had the same the same thing where it's like I, Is that I wasn't able to. Not that good at basketball now? Do you think that's, do you think. That's probably it. It's because yeah. I, I was wearing a size eight shoe when I have size 14 feet. No yeah. big deal. Big yeah. ass dick. Suck yep. it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so. Getting into the episode, uh, just general thoughts. Um, my general thought on this episode is that it is uh, an entire episode where Carm gets no respect, um, and uh, and it makes me sad. Like I literally wanted to call my mom and tell her I love her after this episode because she's just like she's getting it from all sides. Um, Vince, what are your general thoughts? On your mom getting it from all sides? How fucking oh, dare you? I, I didn't mean... I, yeah. oh, you looked it right... It was just slow over the plate. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was. I have video. I, fucking, I don't need to talk about it. I just... I damn. underhanded that to you. Yeah. <laughs> the best is I didn't, wasn't really paying attention to what you're saying. Like I, my I mind strayed a little bit. <laughs> And then I Until came back. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I like that your lizard brain is ready to do your mom jokes. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's uh, fine. No, I think this is like basically a perfect episode to me. Like, yeah, this is one of the best episodes. Uh, AJ could not be more of a piece of shit than he is. Yep. Um, you feel for Carm, even though you recognize Carm's limitations as a person. Sure. Uh, you realize that Tony is also an idiot. Even though he's like the smartest one of his crew, and uh, God, it's just it's great on every level to me. Like this is one of the best. Yeah, I there's agree. a dream sequence, but it only lasts like a few seconds, and it's really effective, which uh, is my kind of dream. Are sequence. you talking about the very very end? Yeah, yeah, she's got yeah, a little, right. yep, little yeah, flashback. it's like a flashback. Yeah, 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 no, that that's nice. Yeah, it is basically a perfect episode. It was like it, kind of similar to last week's episode in that like. Every story like ran together uh, like perfectly. It didn't feel there was no like B so story or C story that felt somewhat out of place. Like even the like Lorraine, uh, you know, fucking whacking scene. 
Mm-hmm. It just worked. Uh, I don't know. Um, Ever- it, it even does. I mean, this is the most celebrity cameo heavy episode of The Sopranos yeah. that I can think of. But it doesn't do the like Judd Apatow thing where it's like, wouldn't it be funny if like uh, the fucking guy from Green Day was there and he was yeah. throwing spit wads at? It's like it, they don't try to squeeze dumb jokes about it it's kind of just like yeah of course there would be like a couple randomly david lee Roth. yeah 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 and he's got like one kind of jokey line and it works perfectly right yeah you know? made me laugh yeah. yeah i used to i used to be able to write off condoms, condoms <laughs> yeah uh yeah also so, probably not a joke like no yeah definitely not a joke that is that is absolutely uh, a tax deductible expense for someone <laughs> who is like for diamond dave for yeah, I mean his job is fucking good. That's his job. Do you really buy into that? I feel like Dave uh Lee, David Lee Roth was one of those guys that really tried to sell that myth su- super hard, but I I, sure. I almost don't buy it. Like I almost feel like he's more into being famous than he is uh to fucking, I don't know. I think you might be right. I think the people who are really really into fucking like like I think Tommy Lee his oh, whole yeah. thing was like I fuck like he lived well, I mean, to fuck. We've seen it. Yeah, exactly. Um, he honked wait, the boat horn what? with his dog. Have dode. we seen that? I haven't seen it. Oh, you have You never saw the Pamela Anderson Tommy Lee tape? There is a Pamela Anderson sex tape. What? Oh my god. I, I okay. Know, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, how long you been working on Ducktales for, dude? <laughs> No. There's a whole world outside of it. <laughs> Brendan's uh, uh, Brendan's review of the Pam, Pam and Tommy sex tape from the Frogcast was, he honked the boat horn with his dode. <laughs> He's right. That is yeah. that is true. That's what happened. Uh, uh, yeah, Tanner, like basic thoughts on this episode. How did it make you feel? Uh, it was great. I was super excited when uh, you guys told me that this was the episode. It was like, there's like a really good run in season five. Yeah. Like, solid episodes. And uh, yeah, this, yeah. Was, this was one that I, I, I love because I want to uh, fucking murder AJ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that guy, man, like I don't condone hitting your kids but <laughs> man like i don't know what i'm dreading uh raising teenagers if yeah yeah AJ, man. i like, mean I that don't. seems like no jury in the land can convict you if they saw him you know when she saying, fall- Fuck oh, you to your mom. when she falls yeah i know he just oh, his face i hate yeah him. i hate his well I hate his face i felt like that was very uh he had a human moment there like he 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 knew that he had fucked up and uh, he was kind of caught in the middle there. Like he he knew he'd really fucked up and he felt terrible about it, but he couldn't he couldn't really like show it more than he did there. More than he a already could, no, he, when she falls when going up the stairs and he's like, Mm-mm, what a what a sad excuse for a mom. You I are. didn't get that from that. I got him like oh. he looked at her like, ah oh, shit. But then he was like, well, I can't. Like, I can't. That's generous. I can't. That's generous. I can't help her up after just telling her "fuck you." Like that'd be oh, weird. Yeah. That's generous. Okay. I, I saw maybe it I'm as mo- maybe I'm wrong in that. I saw you? it as a mixture of both. Yeah. Uh, whereas I saw it as like he looked back, like all fuck, um, and then she kind of like looked up at him, you know, holding her knee, and he was like, "I already committed to this," and yeah. then he just kind of doubled down with like a. Yeah. Oh, here you go again martyring yourself and then and then walked man. into his room it pissed me off too this is this is aj's like i think a, this is a peak aj episode i mean you don't get better than than this in terms yeah. of aj lore when he Our, comes down with his uh trash 
Yeah. Being like, oh, hey, Dad. Oh, uh, my God. Taking yes. the trash out. Well, just like, oh, I just want to take these hands. Let, let's start from the beginning. We, yeah, we, yeah, sorry. We, we're jumping. Uh, we, overall uh, overall thought, sorry. Cameo yeah. game, real strong in this episode. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's a great episode. Love Fantastic it. episode. There's even, uh, um, there's like, a, I mean, it's mostly a comedy episode, but there is like a yeah. pretty mm-hmm. intense uh, murder scene that is also funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. It's yeah. great. Was it the Lorraine scene? Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah, intense. With the, with the, the rat tail. The... It's intense oh, yeah. and terrifying and like and comedic at the same time, which only the yeah. Sopranos could really pull off, I feel like. That's, that's their forte. So we start off our opening scene with AJ driving the car back and forth in the driveway, just skidding like a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and you know immediately, oh, this is going to be a great episode. You've got, <laughs> right. you've got AJ no doing context. fucking just bonehead shit right out the gate. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a Mercedes, you, you, or a Mercedes station wagon, wagon right? Yeah. 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 But I mean, that's a fucking, you know, is that his car or Carm's car? No, that's Carm's car. That's Carm's car. This episode. Right. I know. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. But, uh, that was so dead. Well, I was like, if know. he, <laughs> yeah, if he had a Mercedes station wagon of his own, it's like, wow, you're really fucking spoiled if you're getting the Xterra on top of that. Yeah, no, no, no. This was his. This this was his. Uh, I think his mom's car, because um, it looked like. I mean, it's not. It's, there's I mean, no way Tony's driving a fucking uh, Mercedes wagon station anything. wagon well, it's not or any. Sure. No, but um, was that scene? Okay, do you guys think that scene was a benefit? Like supposed to be for the callback later on in the episode where he's riding the big wheel down. I think so. I think okay. that that to me was like the the, the whole art. point of it. Yeah, it was it was the the uh you know, my idiot son is all grown up now mm-hmm. kind of kind of arc, you know. It it starts off with him in the driveway fucking acting a fool. It ends with Carmela's flashback where he sees his his stupid son just like taking off in that like plastic tricycle and looking like by the way like he's 10 like i was i was looking very closely at that i was like that's a fucking 10 year old and i believe it i believe it was actually uh, danny devito not a lot of people know that oh (laughs) Oh. look at that this this is a fucking cameo heavy episode had a little cameo in there but uh yeah so we we start off with uh, him driving the car and then um Tony is looking for the DeWalt to give to Tony B and he sprays down Tony B's two little uh <laughs> two little twins. His, his sperm I, I like so first of yeah. all, I like that Tony you can see why he dates Valentina because he's still like a major prankosaurus. Even oh, yeah. even with little kids. Um, oh yeah. But also I like that not only are the twins like weird and annoying partly because they're twins, but later we find out it is actually because uh, they they defied God by smuggling yep. uh, Tony B's sperm out of the joint in order to create these children who uh, everyone agrees should not exist. And it is modern, an, it, uh, it's romantic, I think. I think so too. And actually, they I just a, wanted a, you to know that those kids are an affront to God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, look at these cute little abominations <laughs> right, right. to the Lord. Um, and I have a just I have a cl- behind the eyes. I have a clip. It's called "The Least I Could Do." I'm glad you named these things that would obviously indicate which clip they are. So that's, yeah, I know. thank you for that. Fuck, fuck off, Jason. Don't put pine cones in a filter. How's the matter with you? They will probably go through their entire lives, not knowing that their father's sperm was smuggled out of jail to get Nancy pregnant. 
the least I could do. Okay. <laughs> that is, there's so, so Tony much. did it. Yeah, so Tony did it. So what does that mean? How did he do it? Like, right. what, did he have a jar? <laughs> like, and, and also. Someone had to keister some cum. Yeah, right. That's like, <laughs> oh. someone had to put some cum in the butt. And then right. someone had to transfer that butt to another butt. And then to the IVF uh, facility. And then, yeah, or, or to a turkey base. I'm not even sure, man. But like that is like, I want to hear more about how Tony did it. How did he yeah. get the cum? Well, uh, we got the movie coming. So, oh, man, I hope they'd cover that in all the, in the many fucking... sperms of Newark. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there are so many. There are so many scenes that they yeah. talk about in the series that I hope will make it into the movie that yes. definitely aren't making the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of those that were probably maybe a deleted scene where, you know, we just uh, yeah. we see a fucking dicky multicummy uh like <laughs> yeah, fucking Multicummy, you know, just uh fucking taking driving Tony over, you know, it's like, "Hey, Tony B's got a little package for you." And he goes in and it's a cake. uh yeah, he's got a cake and he has to With a jar sticking out of the side. <laughs> it's just a jar and a cake. Anyways, uh, an amazing piece of information that uh, it's a mystery. We'll never know. You by know? the way, uh, this episode, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. It's uh, written by uh, Tony Kalem, who is the actress who plays uh, Angie Bump and Sarah. Wow. Oh, wow. Good job, Angie. Good job, Angie. Great this is episode. Really oh, you good. Know what? It, does she have kids? They get if, that mom, that momness down real hard. Yeah, they, totally, totally. That's uh, that's a hundred percent true. I, I she Wikipedia must have Wikipedia doesn't kids. say, but I'm gonna assume yes. I'm gonna assume yes because like the the ingrate family <laughs> like uh, angle of yeah. this ep- of this episode yeah. really feels like it feels like it was written by my mom. Like yeah. that's, that's I hope her son saw this episode. And yeah, like, I know, Jesus. right? It's like uh, just an underhanded way to tell her son that she's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then uh, Carm mentions to uh, to Tony that uh, they got to go over to Mr. Wegler's office to discuss AJ's academic performance. Now, mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Wegler is played by, what is his name? David Stratham? David Strathairn. Strathairn? Yeah. I go straight Str- but I like it. Yeah. D- straight d- hair probably works. I don't know. Yeah. So David Straithair is, <laughs> uh, is you, know, you know him from, you know, Good Night and Good Luck. And from other things where he pretty much plays this character, but he's always good. It, it, it's yeah, just it, it was just a fantastic casting he's a, job. He's a nerd trying to get a piece, and uh, yes, you understand why because I feel like this is Car- Carmen looks really good in this episode. Yeah. No, Carmen's fly like she's doing divorce mommy like in a very sexy way. Yeah, it's definitely uh, uh, getting back at Tony, and also knowing that she's just got to be out there, you know. Yeah. So you know. I, heaven forbid I divorce my wife. I would uh, no. Yeah, I can't. I can't keep this tight. This yeah, is- you gotta. That's <laughs> the thing. You uh, you really. I feel like that's how that's how women get you. You know, yeah. you you fall in love, you start getting fat, and then they leave, and you're like, ah, fuck, I'm I'm ugly forever, and then right, you die, yeah. and that's when you were yeah. single. No one was trying to fuck you, but now that she cleaned you up, wiped the crust out, just as <laughs> bought you a new shirt. <laughs> Chris Rock, so, ladies and gentlemen, Chris uh, Rock. <laughs> Wegler, is this a is this a scheme he runs? Like his he run game on moms? Oh yeah, I, I think honestly he's low key running game on moms. Because that dude is that dude is catnip for for 
Super for mommies. Mom, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, he's got that. He's trying to pull off like that uh, the guy who 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 broods and yearns, but I think he's actually right. just laying pipe all the time. I think he's laying yeah. pipe because he pulls off like, oh yeah, I'm the bro- I'm the broody yearning type. It's like, nah, dude, yeah. you're getting you're getting some. Get out of here. Yeah. Does he suggest Madame Bovary because it happens to match up with uh, Carmela, or does he uh, like does he recommend books based on the mom, or is Madame Bovary the go to for like? I imagine it's. Ennui? I think it's the go-to uh, just because yeah. it seems like he's definitely running game and he has his like, you know, they it's actually, like when you. They actually wrote like, one about Tony B's wife. It's called Madam Overy. Very good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it's like, you know, when you're online dating, you know, uh, like you're on Tinder or Bumble and you just kind of have like your go-to you know opening joke i feel like his like opening line for like bumble is hey have you read have you read madame bovary by flaubert he would would, like his his tinder openers Mm -hmm. would definitely make the soft boy uh instagram account yes yes one 100 um and yeah so like the 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 first time we see him uh like talking to anybody is he is outside of his office talking <laughs> to a mother and a son just kind of like <laughs> just just telling him how great he's doing and the mother is like incredibly happy and she, <laughs> and she goes i just wish that he had the minority thing going for him which right. is which and is he th- says and then he says like something well <laughs> your uh your your blues camp down in mississippi or whatever uh yeah actually right look good it's 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 a public almost ser- humanitarian yeah, exactly. yeah almost humanitarian yeah <laughs> wow yeah yeah so i feel like he's definitely running game and mm-hmm. uh and you know props to him for running game you know uh like taking such a risk knowing full well that this is like a mobster's wife yeah uh, I also appreciate, like, in that scene, um, I appreciate the running, like, 90s, late 90s, early 2000s gag of uh, ripping on Arizona State because yes. he, he tells he tells AJ. Number one party school, and, man. And, and your reach schools are Arizona and Arizona State, which is, like, <laughs> the funniest. The, incredible. It's so yeah. good. Like, and, he's so uh, dumb his reach schools are Arizona State. ASU. Like that's the that's the implication. It's a little uh, less obvious than whatever like the Simpsons gag about Arizona State was, but I still love it. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite as good as King of the Hills Chico State joke though. <laughs> what they was that one? one? Oh, they were talking about uh Khan wanted to was thinking about college and they were like Harvard, Yale, and she was like, No, I want to go to a party school like Chico State. Nice. And I thought that was top tier. Yeah, uh, no. We did a spirit night at uh, UC San Diego, and we were playing Chico State in basketball. And I had a, I had made a big sign that said Chico is Wico, and I'll, uh, I'll never forget. <laughs> Very it. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight A's at Middlebury's language camp. Can't sneeze at that. And your blues. For- Middlebury's language camp. That is fucking amazing. <laughs> I love that uh, he's at this rich school where they talk about like there's a poster for like bard and shit on the wall like there was all these schools that i didn't figure out all these liberal arts colleges that you have never heard of if you grew up in california right and and go to public school like i found out those existed when i went to grad school with people that were like oh yeah i went to 
Middlebury or fucking uh, Wesleyan yeah. or whatever. And I was like, that yeah. was not a place that I knew existed. Folkloric studies in Mississippi last summer have an almost community service spin to them. I just wish he had the minority thing going for him. If we can just nudge Lem's verbals past 760 on the next round, and he can basically write his own ticket. I'm stoked. <laughs> we are rapidly approaching crisis mode here with these grades, and time is of the essence. Could I ask a question? I handed in my final list of colleges. Did you get that? Yes, we talked about this. I think we can edge up the math into the fives the next round, providing Anthony feels he can bear down and focus. So trouble with that before. I'm a calm. I also like that uh, he, like AJ's establishing like a, a sort of base level full of shitness where he's clearly yes. doing things for the audience that's in the room at various times in this episode. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's I love what... how proud he is. For, for delivering the list of colleges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not just, so, he's so proud of know. it. He's mentioning it again. That uh, That's why <laughs> like Mr. Wegler being like, yeah, we talked about this. He's like, yeah, I know, but I just want my parents to know that I one time wrote a list. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, I, and it's like, it's, like you asked me to. Yeah. <laughs> it's so written from the perspective of a parent when you're like, when your teen has reached the age where they're being completely, where they're being completely fucking liars. And right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like this whole episode is AJ lying to uh, Carmela and then her calling him out on his obvious lies and him being like, oh my God, I can't believe you would think that of me. Like trying to put it yeah. back on her, which is such <laughs> a perfect teen thing to do. It's, yeah. so, it's so amazing. It's like... Okay, but, I am lying, but you don't know that I'm lying. Yeah. Right. You should believe me. When uh, they thought he had ADD. You didn't tell me that. Anthony, what do you say? You head on back to class, let us talk. But <laughs> if I'm learning disabled... I get unlimited time on my SATs. Is that true? Let's talk about that later. That's actually yeah. my one criticism uh, of this episode. Like, if AJ's at this rich private school and, uh, you know, his parents are, like, doing everything to get his dumb ass to go to college, uh, it seems like they would have already known that and exploited that loophole because every other rich kid uh, from the fucking uh, Lori What's-Her-Face what was the sting they did with all the Lori? Yeah, Lori, Lori Laughlin. Lori yeah. Laughlin. Yeah. yeah, like they, all of them are getting unlimited time. Like that's an established thing that like private school right. kids have figured out how to exploit that loophole. I mean, I, the way I looked at that is Mr. Mr. Wegler kind of just is like, I just want him to succeed on his own. I feel like he can. Whereas like AJ is literally seen in the next the very next scene, bragging, bragging to his friend, hey, they think I might be learning disabled. And they're it's like, sick. hell yeah, dog. Yeah, it's sick, bro. Like, I, think, I is... don't know. I think that's a generous read of Mr. Wegler. I feel like Mr. Wegler would lose his job if he did not consistently exploit those loopholes for his the asshole parents that send their kids to that school. No, I, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying that, like, it's it, to me, I do feel like, these same type of like guidance counselors and people at school are also doing what they can to like make people's lives harder. Like some people are assholes and, and, and I feel like part of it is him going like, you know, he's, he's, he's not diagnosed with this and I'm not trying to like give him a leg up over, other students who it does seem like he might be a little bit of a true believer you know yeah what I mean? Like, yeah in, I mean, in terms of like sincere in his job like not everybody's a piece of shit in this show right he, he definitely right. seems well, like his, he his, has his piece of shit is he runs game on moms right but, like, i also think i mean he he probably has a bit of that like scholarship kids resentment thing where sure, yeah. you know yeah. he's like if he was 
one of these kids, he would have a better job uh, somewhere or not. Maybe that, he's, comes up, may, that comes up later in the season. Maybe he's doing the yeah. uh, Jeffrey Epstein thing where he's just uh, doing this to figure out how to become, uh, you know, the sex fixer for. Uh, oh, yeah. He's grooming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a good, you know, it's a good start on that road. You know, first, get access to teens. Second find les wexner somewhere help him fuck Uh, (laughs) what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, but yeah, no, I, what I enjoy is realizing that like you see all Sopranos characters kind of like exhibiting different, um, character or personality traits of different, uh, like older characters, older generational characters. A lot of people are Livia, you know, um, the AJ is kind of Janice. And, uh, I, I realized that in this episode that like his, his just incessant laziness and his, uh, need to like cut corners and lie and kind of just, uh, I mean, the fact that he's celebrating that he's learning disabled, uh, it, it felt a lot like Janice's Epstein bar and a little bit yeah. of her, uh, like yeah. uh, cashing disabilities checks from like two different States. Oh, like it's a hundred percent in keeping with the Soprano legacy. Yeah, he, he he is Janice, and and I love him for it. I mean, yeah. it just like it, it it explains why I love this character so much. Um, so he's being denied uh, by Carm a chance to go see Mudvayne in New York and stay with friends at a hotel. And Hudson Suites. Yeah, at the fucking Hudson Suites, and you know he's he's bummed about it. But after the scene where uh, you know he's bragging about being learning disabled, you find out there's this thing where like some kids got into a car wreck and hit a tree and died and tony kind of uses that as an excuse to lavish aj with more gifts and buys him the xterra 
And um, this, to me, felt like the most product placement I've seen in The Sopranos. Did you guys feel like this was a product placement scene? The way they're describing uh, the I've, safety capabilities of the car and it just like everything about it felt like there was yeah. a lot of. It, but have you heard like Volvo owners talk? Yeah, but yeah, I, don't, I, don't I also know. think that like Xterra ha- held a certain kind of place in pop culture around this time, and <laughs> you know its place was being the exact kind of car that a uh, shitty new metal kid uh, would want right. to drive. Yeah, uh, dad, dad would buy it for them. Yeah, and that I would yeah. want to drive too because I wanted to drive an Xterra, right. but I didn't. Um, Moving on from from that uh, scene, you know, Carm is uh, getting a call from uh, Wegler, who basically asks her out on a date. And I'm like, hell yeah, Carm, get that dick. I mean, it's mm-hmm. clear, obviously, Wegler is is going to go in for the kill. Um, but at I least feel like that's co- one of those moments where. If uh, if he wasn't a hot dude, like that would be considered overstepping his bounds. Yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. Whereas Wegler knows where he's at, though. On the yeah, show. he knows yeah. he's hot. But yeah, Wegler knows he's hot. He knows that Carm clearly uh, is is it, she wants a piece, and he knows it. Yeah, and he's exploiting that. I it's mean, like, it's because Carm is leather patches. I'm <laughs> yeah, hot. like yeah. I know, I know, I read books. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she wants that like sad boy dick. She's never had that. You know, she's only had like only been with Tony. Yeah, she's only had mad boy dick, and she oh, wants yeah. to like try every flavor of fucking Baskin Throbbins. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, the question. There's an open question about whether Carm has ever uh, gotten, fucked anyone else. Yeah, exactly. I Hard mean, to if, tell. If she has, it's got to be the same kind of. Uh, it's got to be regionally the same. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was yeah. like Richie April like, in a pool house or some shit. Oh, Rich. Oh, no. Not Richie. Yeah. And, oh, or it was, uh, you know, there I was. I mean, you're probably right, but like, that's me saying, please, no, not Richie. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hold a gun to my head. Um, <laughs> I mean, there was this guy, Richie Toofy or Jerry Toofy, that was mentioned uh, in fucking, you know, the White Caps episode. Yeah. The, the other person she was considering marrying that that owns like a bunch of jet skis or, or something like that. But <laughs> I imagine she has had sex with probably only Tony um, and maybe just like a, you know, a hookup here or there. Then, uh, you know, Carm and uh, AJ eat together uh, and they have just one of the most fantastic fucking mom conversations that it it drove me crazy, too. Like, I'm like, I fucking hate you, AJ. You are (laughs) such a fucking monster. Um, And I I have a I have a clip of that. Happy birthday by the Beatles. You know, I heard it the other day in the car. They have such a good drum solo in the middle there. Drum solo? It's the basic 4-4. You know, Ringo was not their original drummer. That was Pete Best. And he fired him. He put out his own album, Best of the Beatles. Sad. <laughs> it's like a Trump tweet. So, He's <laughs> trying to have a civilized conversation. Can I go to my room? I'm full. Am I so horrible? You are not horrible. Get over yourself. Over myself? What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> That's such a good reaction, a great mom reaction. It is. It's a. Per- it's like I remember one time when I said something was off the chain, and my mom went, "What does that mean?" And I was just like, well, "It's not an insult. I, I promise I just, you." I wish you would have pressed the issue a little more. All right, smart guy. What does "get over yourself" mean? Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Smart yeah, guy. I mean, I, I think a it's lot a of smart guy. 
Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, hey, smart mouth. What do you mean? Get over myself. I like she she she's almost like trying to figure out the physics of getting over on your own self. <laughs> right. um, it but, means uh, the opposite of deck, mom. It mean, means you're being totally undeck so, right now. Yeah, oh, you're being super undeck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could you <laughs> be any less deck? <laughs> I was going to bring that bring up deck for the Gavavafangul, but I think we've covered what deck means. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It means rad. Um, sick. It means fucking sick, bro. Uh, I also like that she she says drum solo, and he's like drum solo. And my thought was, oh, he's gonna say you you mean drum fill, uh, but <laughs> instead he goes, it's the basic four four, and it's like, yeah, you can solo in four four time. What yeah. the fuck are you? What are also, you mad about? We heard you play drums, bitch. You should you should be as you should dream of being as good as fucking Ringo Starr someday Ringo, or Pete yeah. Best you, yeah. you're you're not as good as Pete Best like sad, uh, uh, sad. you should be um, you should be hoping you're Meg White someday yeah yeah um take that Meg White yeah fuck I mean, you let's be honest she's not a great drummer but I mean, honestly that's always been a critique I've never understood I the the records are in time I yeah. don't care. She sounds like a little kid hitting the drums to the time. Yeah, but that's part of the. I don't know. It we is, won't it's get this. part of their. Sh- look, they were all about save it for the white stripes podcast. They, guys. Exactly. Save it for the white stripes. <laughs> they were all white about image over, stripes. over musicianship, which I respect. But you know, drumcast. Yeah, the Seven Nation Pod Army. Their songs okay. when they actually had a bassist and a different drummer kind of rock more. I'm just gonna be honest. Sorry. No, it's true. They're better. But I, I get all right. Whatever, whatever. It doesn't dude. have the visual impact of them. I get it. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, so Carm, you know, gets into this uh, fight with AJ, and then in in an attempt to kind of like win back his uh, love uh, and compete with Tony, she allows him to go to the Mudvayne concert, which is a terrible idea. He goes to New York, uh, tells his sister, please lie to me or please, please lie to our mom. Uh, and, you know, because I'm staying in this hotel uh, and she gets a call from Carmela later and she and Finn are making out and watching Frida, Frida? because they fucking <laughs> suck. Yeah. So I haven't seen Frida. I'm yeah. sorry. I haven't. Yeah. Is it like a makeout movie? Because Finn. No. Seems- Fucking horned up beyond belief. They're watching Frida because that's a that's a good art movie to watch. Right. It's a yeah. movie about the art. Disre- it's not the content. You can go to Columbia and disregard the shitty movie that you know you're supposed to watch, but really, uh, yeah. you're just having it on in the background so that you can make out. Exactly. Also, Finn, she's on the phone, dude. Wait a second. Yeah, he's I know. He's just like trying to suck on her like, titties and shit. Damn. Like it's like, bro. Just wait a minute, bro. If, the sooner you stop, the sooner she can finish the phone call. I know. Yeah, he's just Acting. he's he's impatient. He wants to get it in. We've all yeah. been there. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's Meadow is lying for AJ. Meanwhile, AJ is just fucking doing bong rips in the fucking <laughs> hotel room. And then you got fucking uh, passed out dude in the bathroom. The friend comes over. He's got Sharpies. And like, I'm not, I don't know about you guys, but like, that was not my, ever been my experience at parties. What? Like I've ne- you never got chiefed. Okay. See, this is why I was asking like Vince, it seems like you maybe have been Closest. to parties where people oh, passed out so many and then and, and got sharpie what so what is that like to to well one to, time they used a, sh- a dry erase marker on my face 
yeah. uh, you know, thinking that it would be easier to clean off or probably just thinking that it was the closest marker. Um, dry erase markers, actually the hardest to get off of your skin. I was really, I, re- I remember like trying, having to like shave on my forehead to try and get, uh, the dry erase marker uh, yeah. off of my face. It wasn't easy. Jesus. That uh, to me, I just can't, I, That's like friendship. It sounds like yeah, I don't know. yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I've just never been someone who's ever been okay with that type of personal violation. Like it reminds <laughs> me. I like when I went on birthright and a bunch of the like Israeli soldiers, like the buff ones, were trying to like pull a prank where they like went into the the hotel room I was staying at and poured water on me and took a picture, and I was just like. I hate this country. No, I, and, <laughs> no, and, and I just remember thinking like this is that uh, was like the origin. Like yeah, and then I became an anti-Semite. No, I, I, but it just felt like frat boy pranks. Like that made yeah. me mad for a yeah. month. I and and I, the, but the it's like if of, everyone gets if everyone in your social circle gets pranked in that way at some point, it loses a, a lot of its sting. I imagine. I imagine. Yeah. So I think if you're used to the trauma then it's like, fine if but your rugby hazing involves like getting a fucked up haircut that they give you and everyone right. gets it and you know when you score All your right. first try you have to chug fucking uh beer that's been uh poured down someone's butt crack and they put a bunch of hot sauce oh. in it which also I guess it's, were things that we did like it's just kind of jesus <laughs> christ dude it doesn't yeah, become that degrading it's like i don't want to be friends with these people yeah right. these well, are bad. <laughs> it's true i mean look i'm not going to disagree with that perspective but it's also it, it it seems more degrading when it's not a rite of passage. Whereas, as long as everybody's in. The well, yeah. If everybody's exactly. get, if everybody's getting shit on in the same way, it's sort of a bonding. Is a dumb bonding. It's like experience. getting a gang tattoo, except for it's a sharpie dick on your fucking face. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I respect that, but also like if I didn't sign up for it, like to me, AJ wakes up with his eyebrows shaven, uh, and redrawn back on <laughs> with sharpie. In big arches. in big arches, and his face super glued to the carpet. <laughs> the shaving like, of the eyebrows was next level for sure, and that's the, next and, level. And the Incredible. glue is next level. That that's 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 over the line. I'm saying like that kind of like like and the reaction being, oh shit, dude, what happened? Instead of like, Mark, where the I'm fuck are kill you? Like, you? Yeah, I would like. <laughs> I'm going to murder you. That's like a fight. How is that yeah. not a fight? But AJ, I I do enjoy that AJ is the kind of guy who's just like, man, I guess this is what happens sometimes when you party hard. Um, yeah. Also, and- this is all. This is also kids, suburban kids who have only seen partying through like TV shows and like MTV and shit. So like they're yes. just acting out what they think like yes. partying is yeah. i mean they also party i don't know man i mean for us the rule was if you had taken your shoes off before you passed out indicating that i'm going to sleep now then uh you were immune from achieving that's nice that's but nice if you kept your shoes if you if your shoes were still on indicating that you passed out on accident then uh then you were fair game what was to prevent somebody from just taking their shoes off in like the moment they step into the park i mean nothing that's that's a right, veteran. Yeah, the really sm- yeah. The, the really smart ones they enter the party with no shoes on and they're yeah. like, I can sleep wherever I want. And no, I I was the opposite of cool. We would have been yeah. playing video games. Uh, yeah. Dawn, like we wouldn't have been like watching porn in a in. <laughs> Smoking in a hotel out. room, yeah, hotel room. yeah, smoking bong, like, like that's a thing. Like, Just, created a gravity bong out of the ice bucket and yeah. a bottle of soda. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, I always respect good gravity bong uh, DIY technology right. uh, like that. I relate to, but just like, oh, the drawing and stuff like that. I was just like, that's fucking crazy. So th- that leads to him coming home with no eyebrows. Uh, and Carm is obviously freaked out because she can't get a hold of him. He finally comes home and it leads to that scene we were talking about where she falls on the stairs. And then Tony comes home to confront AJ and uh and that's just one of the greatest AJ scenes of all time. Yeah. And I have a clip. But before we play the clip Vince, I'm going to pee. Give me fucking 60 seconds guys. Never. I will die if I don't pee. Okay. Podcast. Oh, hey dad. I was just taking out the trash. It's garbage day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> which is kill so good kill it's just another i wrote in my notes i wrote in my notes i want to punch aj into the fucking sun oh yeah <laughs> i mean yeah, i mean just like he's it, just him putting on a show for dad just like oh just doing what i always do and cleaning up Sunday after shirt. my pig ass self what's different about you he has <laughs> no eyebrows tony <laughs> what'd you say to your mother Tony. What did you say? That's such a perfect Tony thing to not be able to tell. What's like, different about you? It's so good. Why do you look like Minnie Mouse all of a sudden? <laughs> Carm just, he has no eyebrows, you fucking idiot. Yeah. He said the F word. You're finished. You're never going to drive that fucking car till you're 45 years old. I'm selling it tomorrow. But you wouldn't let me talk. I was trying to tell her what happened. Oh, see, it's my fault. Look at your face. If you got some kind of sexual proclivity with that teacher or whatever, now's the time to tell us. I mean, what went on up there? Poppers and weird sex. <laughs> I had a few beers, but it just made me sick. How can anybody believe what you say? Because I told you. Because I told you is like, how can anyone believe you? I said, though. It's just incredible yeah. logic. Incredible Again, AJ logic. Yes, I am lying. But yeah. you don't know that I'm lying. So yeah. how dare you impugn yeah. my reputation? Yeah. And Tony's just, really worried about him being gay because his teacher made him read a book. Yeah, that's right. That's his whole With thing. That teacher. It, it, he was like him. he was like, he thinks that Wegler indoctrinated him via Billy Bud to go to a hotel room with his buddies and do weird gay sex that includes uh shaving your eyebrows and drawing them back on. Like what goes through Tony's mind trying to understand his own child is yeah. amazing. It's yeah. it's incredible. Like poppers and weird sex. Poppers Just, and weird sex. Oh, it's so great, man. Just uh I hope you know? I hope. I don't have a lot of hopes for the movie. Sure. I hope they get a little bit of that AJ stank in Tony. Me too. Yeah. Like, Me too. In the movie. Like I really hope they make Tony hateable. I mean the the, the mafia exists as sort of like the ultimate expression of like the American striver and Mm -hmm. like the ultimate strivers curse is not being able to understand uh, your Laos children. And Mm -hmm. uh, they they do that so beautifully in this whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. And then Carm is like, fuck it. You know, you can move in with your father. And so now AJ is living at the fucking, the bachelor pad and they're fucking watching Jackie Gleason and watching Dude. baseball and farting and closing the windows. It's like real. They're doing real man shit yeah. now. And like little directorial note. I love that cut from Tony's face with the Jackie Gleason humming, 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 yeah. and cutting to Jackie Gleason. I thought that was. I thought it was a nice touch. No, Maybe it was laugh. great. Yeah, I mean, I I just enjoy the fact that like 
AJ is probably watching that show, having really no, not enjoying it particularly, but liking that he's just like a man, a man amongst men. Yeah, guys being dudes. I like just to guys think, being dudes. I like to think that they uh, wrote on Artie Bucco's face with markers at some point, and it uh, just definitely didn't, it didn't make the episode. Yeah. They just drew another mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they shaved his mustache and then drew it back on. Yeah, yeah. I'm but not gonna I mean, lie. Tony B, Artie, and Tony uh, Soprano pretty good hang oh like, yeah I, oh that, totally that seems pretty awesome the, like hardcore dudes rock energy dude and rock, like like just three divorced millhouse's dads uh all yeah out together. <laughs> yeah and uh, fucking bart simpson's there too you know just fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like telling his dad to eat his shorts and that he's uh, you'd be surprised uh, turns out i have fucked chicks which I, I mean he's been to the house with devin pillsbury multiple times like we should know yeah that. there's the, also the the undercurrent of threat of violence yeah 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 <laughs> A little like, bit. It, yeah. It's like, hey, look, AJ's doing uh, his homework. Structure does work. Oh, right. Structure under the threat of violence. Yes, yeah, that's, exactly. That's exactly. I mean, well, hey, that's, you know, that's the foundation on which Dude's Rock is built. Is that <laughs> yeah, exactly you know, you being scared fart, of your dad? You can fart yeah. and uh, drink beer and and make fun of each other, but yeah, you might get beaten up once you, or twice. You might get beaten yeah. up. Exactly. Yeah. It's just part of it, dude. You have to fucking. Everybody catches know. a beating every now and then. Yeah, I loved I loved the exchange of of Carmela being like, "Well, you can go live with your dad," and AJ's like, "Sweet," and Tony's like, "Let's not talk crazy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. Uh, but seriously, what are we gonna do? I'm catching yeah. strays over here. I'm just trying yeah, to discipline yeah, yeah. my son. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what am I gonna do with this kid and his weird sexual proclivities that include poppers? <laughs> I don't even know where to get poppers. Yeah, exactly. Where do I get amyl nitrate Chrissy, anymore? I got a problem. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my uh, my butthole needs to be opened via amyl nitrate. You know, Chrissy's got a poppers guy. Oh, for sure, everyone's got a poppers guy who goes to the crazy horse. You know, yeah. That's that's uh, there's just like a there's a poppers vending machine there. Um, yeah, and then you know, Carm uh, goes out on a date with Wegler. He is like, hey, Madame Bovary, you should read it, and maybe we'll fuck uh, later this season. Um, and yeah. Yeah, and then Carm, you know, has that vision of her little 10-year-old son riding a 2-year-old's bicycle and uh, screaming in the street. And that's Carm's storyline. Uh, she goes th- in an empty house. And she's, a, yeah, she's an empty Art. nester, like the Art. ultimate empty nester. Uh, but let's get into uh, the um, Feech storyline real quick. Uh, and, and this one is great. I love that they decided to wrap Feech in this episode. Yeah. I, I, it was like, it would almost felt like a, it, it, I don't know. It's almost self-referential. I mean, it literally was self-referential. They said, listen, we've done this story already with Richie April. Yeah. And you know, we can't, we can't make this mistake again. Uh, and they decided to, uh, to you know, fucking do an early R.I.P. to uh, to a real one, but they I, did it with without killing. So I, I yeah. thought the backstory on this. I, I don't I don't know I don't I don't remember a hundred percent what happened, but I I, I thought yeah. Alan said that, like the the backstory was this was that Robert Loggia like wasn't really working out on the set, and they sort of yes problems with oh, him behind the scenes, okay. and he was originally and they they wanted that character to have a longer arc, but. Uh, mm-hmm. They kind of thought that he he was already showing signs of Alzheimer's and not pulling it off super well. Oh, so no. they so they sort of uh, yeah so they gave him an abrupt run. 
and they hit it well because uh, every time Feet showed up, I loved it. He ramped up the yelling so fast. Oh, yeah. he's so and good. And it was just the best. He's, I didn't, and he's Robert Loge is a great yell actor anyway. Right. So. Yeah. I didn't think it worked at first, but then once you realize that was kind of his, uh, you know, probably like prison PTSD. Right. Um, I think it started, it worked well. Yeah. Did, it, did you? Okay. No, sorry. Go on. I mean, it, it, it made sense to me. Uh, his entire character felt a, a little bit like, um, I don't know, it was a mafia, a mafia underboss uh, bot, you know, like in terms of the, the way he talks, uh, his kind of remember when stories, you know, back in my day and whatnot. But but it just Robert Loja is just so good at pulling off these like disgusting little stories uh and i just fucking loved it like so in this episode he decides that he wants to you know take back his old card game the one that tony actually robbed with jackie back when they were kids and he's like well i'm out of prison now let me get the card game back and then we cut to him at the card game telling just a disgusting story to everyone who is not totally paying attention and yeah, they're uh, not really into it they're trying to play the card game and each is yeah. like well finally i've got the floor yeah, I have a clip of that. It's Feach's disgusting story. <laughs> so, we're at the Peppermint Lounge, but in walks these two stewardesses from Brandon. Everybody's in. Ace is side. Your action, Mr. Thill. 200. Ash? They're sitting at the bar. We sent them over a bottle of Dom. Next thing you know, we're in the hotel room. Meet Frankie and the two broads. I see ya. Raise your three. Yo, but this one, this little pothead from Texas, she fucked me dry. But she still wanted more. She's fucking nuts. Who hasn't been there, really? Yeah, who hasn't been fucked dry? <laughs> My dick, it's uh, just shooting out a little white flag that says bang after a while. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that there was a gaseous form of semen that could come out when it's done. It beeped like when... <laughs> yeah, when your car runs out of gas. When your car runs... <laughs> exactly. I was Get coming on fumes. <laughs> the thinnest ropes I ever shot. Yeah, there was no ropes. It was string, I tell you. Thread. So I'm wearing these pointy featherweights, and I stick the toe in, and I'm fucking it with it. <laughs> I don't know where the story's heading, but I guess we should all be grateful he wasn't wearing white bucks. The maid walks in, and she says, what's going on? And I say, oh. And I want to know the punchline of that story so bad. I, I want to know it, but you know it doesn't matter. It's just going to yeah. be like, uh, hey, hey, bitch, you want some too? And that's like, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. the end of it. Like, feature yeah. stories don't really have punchlines. They're just kind of like, and then I fucked everybody up. And, you know. <laughs> if it was a Polly story, it might have a punchline. Yeah, right? yeah. Because it's a feature story, yeah. yeah. Also, what maid is going to bust into a hotel room? What's going on in here? Yeah, yeah. Like hey, an authority figure. I heard someone was getting fucked by a foot. Uh, like, yeah, get your nobody. foot out of that whore. Um, I'm doubting the veracity of this story. I mean, all of his stories are bullshit, and it's one of the reasons I love it. I, I, I love the fact that he's just like he's got a bunch of like from from back in the day. Like none of this is yeah. recent, and he's just kind of retelling old stories he's told forever, probably in prison. Dude, um, I love the little details, like the peppermint lounge. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one uh, was the. Uh, I'm wearing the clam broth house oh. where he beat the longshoreman to death. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah, these that's are good a, stories. That's like, actually where Matt's mom worked. How <laughs> fuck you know, dude. This podcast is about Sopranos and dunking on Justin Halpern's mom, not mine. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. She a good mom. Um I want to know what featherweights are. Like that's a type of shoe, apparently. 
I have no idea. Yeah. Pointy shoes. I've seen pointy shoes. Yeah, I assumed I assumed a pointy shoe, but I was like, I don't know. There's, you know, whatever. It's uh, These, fucking... yeah. This was probably the era where we we're all wearing those awful, like square-toed clown shoes that were yes. uh, popular from like 2001 to 2006 yeah. or something. I st- I still Sketches. got one of those, dude. They're so awful. I don't know. It's so weird when it feels like uh, they make top-down decisions about what shoes are acceptable to wear. They just seem like eighth grade graduation shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so. But I did like Tony coming in being good time Tony. Yeah. And, he, and actually having a pretty good punchline for the story. Yeah. 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 He he says, uh, you pulled out the shoe and he said, oh, capoots, which capoots. is, you know, fucking Italian for. She's got a stinky feet. She's got she, other stinky she, feet. She got oh, stinky, whatever. stinky feet. Yeah, um, which is a great joke. Um, what I do love is uh, again, like Sopranos is perfect at kind of like like writing the like urban rich intellectual class and just the entire conversation that Doctor Freed has with uh, with uh, Bernie Brillstein, uh, who is the 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 famous talent manager like yeah, the, yeah. the manage jim henson yeah and he start you know it's like uh, people brillstein he's dead but like the the agency or manager agency yeah. still lives on um and yeah they have this great scene where they're talking about this wedding that's going to happen and i have a clip of that she and iris have their hearts set on making the vows column of the Sunday New York Times, featured couple of the week. Our publicist is looking for a hook. Turns out that Jillian's law degree from Harvard means buckus. Everybody's got that or better. If it was a black couple or a gay couple, they'd be in. <laughs> My wife calls the Times wedding session the ladies' sport page. Oh, Ira, who's the lucky guy? Jeremy Silverman, puppeteer, children's television workshop. Oh, there's Asa Silverman, head of commercial paper at Goldman Sachs. Of course. Upper East Side. I didn't get my invitation. <laughs> I, I, I love marrying marrying a puppeteer whose dad is a Goldman Sachs guy. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Fucking oh, it's so good. Also, that kind of horrible line where it's like, if it was a black couple. Oh, it's perfect. Or, it's exactly they had, like Lawrence Taylor like laugh. Uh, it was a weird. Yeah, they kind of all look to Lawrence Taylor to be like, yeah, is this all right? Yeah, yeah is that okay? And I love that they gave that line to Bernie Brillstein. It, like, the fact that he's just like, eh, you know, if it had been a black or a gay, I'm just like, yeah. I'm just imagining being him and going, this is the line? Yeah, right. If I'm having a cameo, you know, you can give that to somebody else. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I'm doing a cameo here. You're immediately going to make me racist and homophobic? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, but it's perfect because they make him a uh, affirmative action is for the birds type guy. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And there's like and that scene actually immediately leads into the scene where the mother is like, I just wish we had the minority thing going like there's this undercurrent of like uh, wishing for uh, oppression or, or wishing to be like a minority or someone who has learning disabilities like this kind of celebration of like or, or not even it's a resentment that people get special treatment who aren't them. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. And then Feech robs the fucking Jewish wedding and oh, fucking, man. you know, steals the <laughs> steals the Benz. The SL55. Can I have your attention? 
Apparently, there's been an armed robbery. Some automobiles were taken. Brooke, our car is gone. Now who's a genius for keeping his regal? Hey, so they got the SL. You know how long my brother was on the waiting list for that thing? A motherfucking year. Yeah, and... I love their... They, they preface that with... I think his skull is broken. The guy's like, my SL-55! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh... I, I mean, that scene is one of my favorite scenes. The fact that he's like, now who's a genius for keeping his regal? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the wedding drummer when they come in and announce that all the oh, cars have yes. been stolen. But I'm, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Great rim shot. It's so, <laughs> so fucking good. good. And yeah, uh, fucking, you know, Dr. Freed goes over to Tony, says, Tony, get my car back. And Tony yells at Feech and Feech is like, in my day. And then Tony realizes, oh, I've already done this storyline before. It's Richie a, Aprile. It's a great Tony and Feech scene. Just I think Robert Loja yeah. does his best acting in that scene. Yeah. Because yeah. he like has a realization that he's gone too far and he tries to tries to reel it back in and you think he does a great job of it but then as soon as he does tony's like oh yeah you got to kill that guy or you got to do something about that yeah guy. Yeah. yeah like he, feech also does a great job and you know props for the writing too of, of obviously the writing uh of playing that shitty employee or that shitty like mm-hmm. person that you have to manage yeah and you're like oh do you want me to call you when i gotta take a poop too yeah because that's the same thing <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta call you to take a shit, and when I'm stealing directly from people who you've from invited to a card game from your wedding. friend's daughter's wedding, it's like and you're hiding it by using a different chop shop, you piece of shit. Right, yeah. and it's like it's so clear that like he he knows he's stepping on toes, but he doesn't give a shit because he just. Uh, you know, he, he wants to see what he can get away with. And that's what yeah. I think Tony notices. Tony is noticing that he's ingratiated himself with everybody. He's from this older class. And um, he's he keeps going back to, I'm not running a fucking popularity contest. And he low-key knows that actually it is pretty important that he be the most popular person. Yeah. You know? Uh, and the fact that like people are kind of getting in with Feech. And Feech is like... I don't know. He's he is muscling in on his territory of you know being a fucking it's the more boss. That almost is trying more than that. He's succeeding. I think. Like yeah, he's trying, yeah, yeah. He's trying. He's not really stealing Tony's thunder, but he's clearly uh, trying to. Right, and it's he also feels just threatened by it undermining. You know. Yeah. 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 And like the way he's undermining is like a lot. Like some of it is legit, like stealing from his friend's daughter's wedding. But some of it is just like he's doing all of this like old school shit like uh you know he gives fucking uh tony b an envelope when he gets out of prison he's like he's you can tell he's been over to junior's house you can tell he's been over you know to fucking he's he's getting in with everybody he he fronts tony b at the at the card game yeah he fronts tony b at the card game it's like it's it's clear that like he's he is threatening him on this almost like interpersonal level where he's like but it's that shitty kind of threatening where if you call him out on it they're like what well, just, just yeah doing normal stuff what are you talking about talking about and i mean and that's it, the worst that's the worst yeah and i mean it's it's kind of true though because like what he is doing is not i mean you know it's stuff that no. like tony tony wants to be the guy he right. wants to be the one who's doing that like he wishes he had been the guy to like front tony be the money or fucking right. you know bring over some food to junior or some shit like it's it's threatening Dude, but to that him bring, that brings up the other amazing 
uh, part of this episode when Carmella fucking blows Tony's mind. Yeah. And like, you don't have friends. Yes. That... And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. he's never considered the fact that he's just got crony yes men. Yes. And the realization <laughs> yeah. that, like, oh my gosh, I have no friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hits him oh, like man. A ton of breaks. I mean, it's it true. It never occurred to him. It's, yeah, yeah, it's impossible for him to have real friends now. And he's just like, man, you're turning into a fucking cynic. Cynic. <laughs> wow. Which is. I love that, the use of cynic there, because it's not like, hey, asshole. It's just like, don't be so cynical. People, what do you mean people? people, Yeah, people don't like me. They love me. And then he's like, even if they don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like the things, the specific things, like they tell you you're not going bald. They laugh at your stupid jokes. Yeah, yeah. I would be more mad about the stupid jokes thing. Excuse me, my jokes are wonderful. Right, exactly. And I wouldn't have used the word cynic if I didn't truly (laughs) believe that this was like, This could not be real, right. <laughs> you know. Um, and yeah, so uh, Tony hatches a plan to get Feech out of there by, uh, you know, basically giving him some t- stolen TVs in his garage and right. fucking calling the cops on him. So they do some solid, sm- that by solid the- plan. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that, that plan almost seems like it worked out too well. Like I don't feel like Christopher would actually be able to. Uh, the, yeah, it was the most. It was the most perfect manipulation I've seen, and the the reason I bought into it is I was like, I feel like they're they're at their best manipulation wise when they're about to screw someone over, whether it's yeah. murder or fucking the the plan that they had there, like that. I, yeah, I like the idea of Chris and Benny running through the scene though, yeah. uh, in the car on the way over. All right, so you're gonna bring up. Yeah. There's a gig, but you don't gotta not gotta say what it is. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna tell him and then you're gonna he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be salivating for that. Yeah, be cagey and, and try yeah. to rush me and fucking, you know, and then we'll, you know, relent and tell him the story and make sure Say you'll have some peaches. Yeah, say you will eat the fucking time. peaches. Yeah. Um and then you know, we see him. you can't shut up about the damn peaches. So just you know, the, the, what the else is in the features of peaches? Uh, Fuck the pain away. Fuck also, the pain away. I also like that uh Christopher can't help but disagree with him about which peaches are the best, even though he's trying to pull it, off. He's just setting them up. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it, it more helps, real. It help, yeah, it makes it more real. Because exactly. Christopher would really be like, I've heard George has got the number one peach. Yeah, that's what I heard. They say otherwise Feach would be like, This is fishy. Yeah. Um, all right. And then, uh, he's in, he goes to jail and then, uh, fucking, you know, he's sad looking out the window and Tony says, I'm not running a popularity contest. And then, uh, little AJ, you know, drives down the fucking driveway. And then that, that closes up the episode. Um, I would say if, if we're doing favorite, least favorite, Vince, do you have a favorite? Yeah, we didn't talk about it, but uh, like Melfi reading Tony's letter that's, that's hor- horribly ungrammatical and yeah. written exactly the way stupid people write. It's so perfect. That, yeah. that is exactly I'm mine, sorry, too. I'm sorry I called you a cunt basket. Yeah, yeah it's, like, I it's actually, like wordy and over <laughs> like too many words. Yeah, I, I have it here. It's I've been thinking, and I apologize for my use of foul language, foul with a W, in regards to yourself. You said some very hurtful things to me in regards to myself, but it is still no excuse to use the vile word that I used, of which I am sure you know, that I'm talking about. You don't wish us to be social friends, and so that is that. I still have great regard for you, even though you said some horrible things. P.S. I'm doing fine, Anthony. 
fantastic Tony Soprano letter. That was also my, that's my absolute favorite. That's, that is my favorite. These two cognoscentes making fun of the working man. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, least favorite. Um, I don't know. I guess if we have to choose, maybe it's Lorraine getting killed. Yeah. To me, it's the, it's not Lorraine getting killed, but it's the specific part. I mean, I I, I don't even know that this makes it bad, but when the guy says you were warned Lorraine, the money goes up to John and then he shoots her. And it's like, what lesson are you imparting? Who is that for? Although it's not necessarily out of character for that stupid guy, but it's like, no, of course he's dead. It doesn't matter if she learns the lesson. No. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said, and then die. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, that's a little bit of exposition for us. And that feels unnatural, but at the same time, they are very stupid. Lorraine always felt super cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, she I'm was not like, saying it's a bad character, but it was just like, ooh, brassy lady gangster. No, yeah. no, like, we I, need a girl boss was, mobster. Yeah. yeah, but she would always have these. It was very yeah, like uh, black and white Betty Boop cartoon, like yeah. uh, where yeah. she would do like yeah, uh, fuck it. Uh, someone said like. Uh, you know, uh, I'm real sex positive. Yeah, she was. She was like, uh, "Oh, you have quite a rep- <laughs> quite a reputation." Yeah, yeah, my mama told me that would happen. Like it was this like sexy Jessica yeah. Rabbit fucking. Um, yeah, she was a little much, but I do think uh, props to the writing team over at The Sopranos for creating a lady boss character and immediately murdering her. Um, you know, mostly because it's just completely unexpected. Like you really do expect to see this, like, okay, this season they're going to have like this badass lady boss, which you haven't seen. And just going completely against expectations. They're like, fuck that. And then they just do, <laughs> they do just the, the saddest murder, her crawling naked on the ground. <laughs> I do appreciate that they gave her Jason, the boy toy. Yeah, uh, like as to kind of balance out, like yeah, man, she's uh, why wouldn't she? Yeah, have the boy toy. Yeah, she fucks. You know, she fucks who she wants. She's a boss yeah. in the shy. And I think if I had to rate this episode, I would give it a B plus. What about you, Vince? What would you give it? Whew, tough, tough one. Um, after much deliberation, I'm gonna have to say solid B plus. All right, all right, that's fair. Uh, Tanner, what do you? What would you give it? Um. Yeah, man. Uh, solid B plus. That's like, fair. Right, 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 firmly in B plus territory. Yeah, definitely one of the best episodes. Solid As IGN B plus. Would say eight out of ten. Yeah, absolutely. Eight out of ten, and an A plus episode of Pod Yourself a Gun. Tanner Johnson, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on uh Twitter at, at Tanner True. And then on Instagram, which I will post drawings every now and then. Hell yeah. Uh, not too frequently, but at Tanorama on Instagram. Check out uh, Tanorama on Instagram and Tanner True on Twitter. Uh, I probably should have made it one. Oh, well. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on. We really appreciate it, dude. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, yeah. It's two of my favorite things, bullshitting and Sopranos. So. Hell yeah. There you go. Patreon.com slash broadcast. The $8 tier is the pod yourself a shout out tier. Vince, we have some names. Are you ready for these names? Hell yeah. Okay. The first one is, I don't believe this is a name. I think they're trying to do something here. Uh, It's Mike Nikus. Mike Nikes. Hey, it's Mikey Nikes. We call him the swoosh. 
Okay, the swoosh. <laughs> I, I Do you feel like they're trying to say my N-word with that name? Is that a real name? <laughs> oh, I, no. I didn't get that from it, but maybe. That's what I got. I looked at that. Too, I said, they're trying to trick us. Too, kick, too quick for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't fool me into saying the N word. I'll do it yep. if it's Bone Thugs, and that's it. I don't do that anymore. Uh, so the swoosh, uh, and now we have a few of the uh, ten dollar donors. Um, these guys uh, have been giving us ten dollars for a long time. And we wanted to shout them out. Uh, so we only had one eight dollar patron uh, sign up uh, this week. So fucking get on it, guys. Get on it, or oh. become one of the the ten dollar. So patrons. I'm not shouting out these ten dollars. No, we're shouting them out. Okay, but they don't get nicknames? No, they all get nicknames. Okay. They should probably get more. They should probably get a song, too. But, you know, <laughs> times, are, times are tough. Uh, Aaron Caldwell. Oh, Caldwell. Isn't that, uh, isn't that a town in New Jersey? Hey, North Caldwell. We call him, uh, we call him the Garden State. Yeah, yeah, we call him Garden State. Uh, Andrew Binney. Binney. Uh, hey, we call him. We call Benny. him. He's like, that's what, how British people... Talk about the trash can. We call him trash can. Trash can. All right. Uh, Barry Leach. Oh, Mr. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous over here. <laughs> all right. And Brennan Rooney. Oh, Rooney. Andy Rooney. We call him 60 Minutes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> rapid fire. <laughs> Fantastic. If you want to get a nickname like that, go to patreon.com slash frockcast and sign up for the $8 tier, and you'll also get all of the bonus episodes that Vince and I do of the Frockcast, where we talk about everything uh, outside of the Sopranos, and then sometimes Sopranos, but mostly just everything else. Frockcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, concerns. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All righty, everybody. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, don't stop believing. Yo, what up? What up? My name is Ben. What up, bitch? What up? What up, bitch? Black, 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 black. What up, bitch? What up, bitch? My name is fucking L.A. Man. Fuck. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.